0: All right, truth be told, I'm an idiot. It's a new podcast. It was supposed to be a swapcast today, but I do this all myself and I couldn't figure out how to download the file that was sent to me and I'm it's late and it's in the morning and I was going to plan on releasing Big J Okerson tomorrow or next week, but I'm releasing it today and then I'm going when I do get the swapcast uploaded and downloaded, I have an intro for it that I'll just keep and then I'll release that uh, this week as well. And so it'll be a double double whammy for you guys. And uh, and I and I know you'll love it. <clears throat> or maybe I'll release it next week. It's a great podcast. Quite honestly, you can just go to the Crab Feast right now. Uh, it, it is one of the better interviews I've ever done, been a part of. Uh, mostly because Jay Larson and Ryan Sickler are amazing fucking guys who make conversations so easy. And we got very fucked up. I got very fucked up. Um, so... Maybe I'll just make sure all the downloads go to them uh, and and promote them because it. I'm being serious. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm not to short sell the podcast I'm about to release because this one's fantastic, but I do have to say this. It was supposed to be a swapcast today, and I just can't figure out how to fucking do it. I'm going through a, bit, a lot of transitions in my life, um, most notably the fact that I've kind of Decided to stay away from television for a little bit and just focus on my stand-up and my um, and my podcast and and I think to be honest with you it's paid off in absolute spades you know I'm a Google Trends guy and that I. Google Trends myself to see if I'm spiking. And I'm spiking higher than I've ever spiked ever in my entire life. And I think it's because of Rogan's podcast of wanting to do Hot Ones and getting myself on Hot Ones because I love that show. Uh, I've got a podcast coming up with H3 Productions. And, you know, when I was in television, I couldn't – I never had time to go do a podcast like The Crab Feast because I was like – I remember one time I did it. I was like, you guys need to come to me because I was so overwhelmed. And I'm not overwhelmed anymore. I'm having a lot of fun. I mean I spent the night – rehearsing at the goddamn comedy jam hung out with brewer went over to the store with brewer and my buddy john dacre uh hung out with rogan and big j okerson and it like went upstairs and did roast battle and i didn't wasn't like overwhelmed that it was going to be midnight and then i had an early flight to zurich in the morning and i talk about that on their podcast a lot i talk about the stuff i did and and Uh, I really open up. I don't think I've ever talked about a lot of this stuff and I will be listening to this podcast because I think a lot of that material is going to end up in my next hour special that I'm going to be doing. Um, But it was just such a great interview and and, uh, I wanted to share it with you guys on my podcast, but I'm an idiot. So go to the Crab Feast, uh, download this week's Crab Feast. They just released it Tuesday. They release it every Tuesday and it's a great fucking podcast. It really is. It, It It's very open and funny, and and it's I talk a lot, Uh, so you know that's why I like it. So go to the Crab Feast and download that podcast. That is my catch up with you this week. Oh, I have more catch up. I'm in San Diego this weekend. Uh, I'm in San Diego at Acme Comedy uh, Company, American Comedy Company, American Comedy Company. Uh, See me in San Diego, and then Wilbur Theater January 21st, and then uh, big surprise. Uh, i I guess I can say it. I don't know. I think I'm doing Conan on the twenty fourth. So check out Conan. Uh that was they were cool. The most of it's coming off the heels of the fact that I have focused more on stand up and I and and me posting everything and I had that machine video went viral on Facebook. It was really kind of caught me off guard. You know, I had one million downloads one day and I was like, Wow, it's only been up for twenty four hours. That's odd. And then I remember looking at the shares, how many people shared it, and it was like 125,000 or something. It was ridiculous. I was like, that can't be right. Uh, That might be the wrong number, by the way, but I was like, that can't be right. And then all of a sudden, the shares were up even higher. And I was like, holy crap, what? In the name of God? Like, And then it just started exploding, and it went from like 1 million to 3 million, then 3 million to 5 million. Then on New Year's Eve, it was at 7 million. and And then it was like it... 10 million and then it was 11 million I thought it was going to stop and now it's at 18 million and uh and it I'm very cool I was very I'm very thankful and I'm grateful for you guys because I know that the vast majority of you guys are the ones that shared it because when you're on Facebook you're not thinking about me going like oh how can I help Bert's career but if I pop up in your feed you're like oh shit it's Bert and you shared it so I and I know how many of you listen to this and so I can almost guess that all of you shared it <laughs> and then some uh so, yeah, so that was really cool. I was in Jersey, had a really beautiful moment, by the way. Um, someone offered me um, a joint, and I took a hit, and it started snowing. And I fucking might have had the experience of a lifetime. Uh, I also, when I was there, I did, uh, oh, no, I didn't. I just did it the other day. I did Bonfire Radio. That's, that's my guest today, Big J Okerson. I'm releasing this now because I'm behind, and I have to leave, and I don't have time to figure out fucking technology because I've got to go work out and get to the Henry Fonda theater for tonight it's goddamn comedy jam you will see this all I'll say is that it's a special guest as you know I was in a band I kicked out the guitarist he formed a band called Creed and uh and it's been a highly disputed story Mark Tremonti is uh not necessarily on board with that story uh he does not remember me does not remember being in another band other than Creed doesn't remember being an attorney, quite honestly which is a little shocking to me um I am hoping that one day I run into him and we realize that lines of communication between me and him were fucked because um that's you know it's what happens when you become a rock star. I think people insulate you. I don't know, I'm guessing, and they protect you and they think that I'm some lunatic. So I'm sure whoever is whoever was my line of communication did not get the story straight the first time but i'm sure he got it to his guy and his guy's like "Ah, you know what we don't we've had a lot of fucking lunatics come our way however we do have a very big special guest one of which is one of the reasons i'm late on this podcast my buddy john daker who is my other guitarist he plays with us on the guy named comedy jam that's going to be amazing and we have another special guest Actually, two more special guests who play with us, and it that made my night so special last night. It was fucking amazing it was really 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 amazing i haven 't filmed it i 'll film it tonight i'm gonna hop on the treadmill. My weight loss is going great everybody uh, I got on the tread uh, on the scale the other day, and I was two i was think i was two twenty two which means you know. That's with water weight, so that was really healthy. I was, I'm, I feel good. I feel I'm eating good, and I ran four miles yesterday very quickly and felt fantastic. I have a cardiologist appointment tomorrow, so we'll see what that is. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to try not to go out and party tonight. But then part of me goes, just go out and party because that's the way a cardiologist should see what you at your worst, not at your best. Don't get ready for them. You know, it's like it's like dating. I want I want you to know what I'm like when I fart in the couch and smell it. Like I don't want you to know what i'm like you know what i'm talking about um so yeah cardiologist appointment then i'm in san diego this weekend uh a bunch of other dates coming up real quickly see if i can find them on my calendar i know we've got buffalo because i'm part I'm, I'm going really hard also i'd like to put this out there um if you are british and you have a favorite british comic or a favorite british uh Uh, entertainer I guess I'd love to interview Robbie Williams but I don't think anyone of my fans really care about that but I just like Robbie Williams I think he's fucking cool Um, I'm going to be in England uh, in February Uh, so hit me up and tag the person in the tweet and say Bert's going to be in February. I've, I've noticed some of you guys have done that. And I'm probably not going to do other press than my podcast. So I appreciate you guys trying to get me on other shows. That would be cool, uh, but I'm sure my family will be pissed at me if I. St- I'm. I'm. They're going to green light like two podcasts that I can do. So um, it's a family trip. Helium Buffalo uh, last week in January. Comedy off Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky parlor live in Bellevue the 9th 10th and 11th of February and then I'm in uh I, was, I fucked up Spokane I really fucked up I booked my ticket for Sunday because I got a cheap price and I forgot that I was supposed to do the Spokane comedy club Spokane comedy thing on the 12th but I'll be in um Europe I'll be in Britain the 12th through 20th and then Laugh Outland San Antonio Helium Portland Richmond Funny Bone uh, I guess I can announce it now. I don't think it's on their calendar. But no harm in telling you that, yes, Columbus, we're doing it again. We're fucking doing it again. St. Patty's Day, calling sick to work show. I pray that my cardiologist appointment goes good and I can go party then because I am so fucking excited. And uh, Albany, Omaha. Spring Break, Wise Guys, Wild West Comedy Club, Call Stick to Work show in Nashville, Yuck Yucks, Off the Hook, Detroit. Oh, shit, that's when Detroit will be, May 11th. I haven't started the Kickstarter yet. I got to fucking put that up. All right, let's start the podcast. Today's guest is one, uh, you know how Joe, Joe Rogan always says Joey Diaz is his favorite human being? Well, Joe, Joey, did I say that right? Joey Diaz is also one of my favorite human beings. Uh, that is, that is of course a statement that stands alone. I, I love Joey Diaz, man. This guy is no doubt. One of my favorite human beings in this planet. Um, he's one of my favorite podcast guests. I love being on his show. And more importantly, I love just being around him. We talk about that a tad bit in the podcast today. Um, but, just so if you are not familiar, which I can't believe you're not familiar with, Big J. Okerson. Big J. Okerson is a stand up comedian. He just had his bi- his hour special on Comedy Central, which is a smash hit. He's got a podcast called Legion of Skanks. He also has a Serious XM show called Bonfire Radio. What the fuck? Oh, wow. Sickler just sent me some pictures from last night. Um, he's good friends. He started with Kevin Hart. And Kurt Metzger, and they started going back and forth with Keith Robinson into the city. And that's how we got into stand-up. And I was working the door at the comedy club. And quite honestly, out of the four of us, the only one that was getting on regularly was Kev. And so me, Kurt, and Jay would always just hang out and and giggle. And I always say this, and I I don't know why I feel like this is an important thing to say, but I always say this. And I always say uh, I became friends with him when there was nothing to be gained. Now there's a lot to be gained by being friends with him. I'm, being, no, I'm not even joking. <laughs> but, and by the way, I've gained a lot being his friend. I've been on his CISO show, uh, What's Your Fucking Deal? And I've been on his radio show a bunch. So, but I was friends with him when I, there was nothing to gain because that's how funny he was. And it is, And he's such a cool guy. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with my buddy, Big Jay Oakson, And he's on the goddamn Comedy Jam with me tonight. And... Uh, and check out his bonfire show on SiriusXM channel ninety five, and check out his hour special. I'm sure you can find it online. I mean, I go to Comedy or whatever you know. But just fucking watch it. That's all we care about. And find him on tour, uh, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Big Jay Oakes. This is The structure was always here, right? Yeah. It was here last time you were here. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but the same. But before they kind of redid it for you, like it was always like your like area. Yeah. Hello,
0: hello. Mine's really low. Okay, we'll put it at six six. Hello, talking yours. Check, check, check. One two. Hello, hello. Okay, I think we're good. Um, why listen to it and make sure the cor- it sounds right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Just um. Go. Flow. Flowing. This. Uh, this is the main. This is the integral difference between New York comics and L.A. comics. Is po- this po- the way we podcast? Yeah. Is this like this like. Little fucking, oh, don't worry, I'll just get the speakers. I'll do the everything myself. That's part of it. And like, yeah, and then New York comics are like, oh, I have a studio, we've changed yeah. Ralph's
1: house into a studio. We turned Ralph's whole house into a studio. But that
0: that makes it more fun. I wish, if I was single, I'd love just to come, have people over and be like, I podcast all night.
1: Yeah, but he's funny because Ralph's like 46. Yeah. So he like, what's How old are you? You're 30? 39, I just turned 39. Oh, okay. So what's great about Ralph is he's 46 and like, he thinks he wants that lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But then he has people in his house constantly, and he's just like miserable all the time. You just see him like, you get, people just coming and go. Also, because the elevator opens up right into his apartment. That's fucking crazy. Which is cool. But you walk in, and it's like, so at any given time, people just pop into his apartment, and he's like,
0: Sweet. Hey, Ralph. So, I remember we went over there. I don't even know if it was you. It was just me and Lewis, and I went and drank all his beer. Yeah, and then he came home and he was like yeah we don't have any beer I guess someone came over and got drank it all last night and I was like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I know who you're talking about I remember that guy what um <coughs> I lost my credit card last night what's crazy Jeez. yeah I know dude I have lost my wallet and my credit card and my wife's like hey you're 44 you're not supposed to be doing that like you need to grow the fuck up and I was like yeah can you believe it wallet chain <laughs> I'm bringing it back Picture.
1: dude I need a wallet chain that's not a bad idea that's you know, really not a bad idea the only thing with wallet chain is I had it it for so I still wear them but they're literally just attached to my pants at this point because yeah. when I had it attached to a wallet in my back pocket I think it caused me major major back and leg problems yes major yeah I so do- now now I'm front pocket wallet guy so wait do you have your is it attached to your chain nope my <laughs> wallet chain is just there attached to my pants <laughs> I just committed to that look <laughs> Now it just has two. Now it's just two hooks. Now this is just this is the back it's just this connected to my jeans.
0: Can I tell you that like when I was in college I dyed my hair blonde and I couldn't commit to the look. Like I I couldn't just like I ha- there was like a whole part of my closet I couldn't fuck with those clothes and I just was like I got so tired of it and I was like fuck it just dye it back. I I want to wear a polo over polo. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to be one to go for. When I was young the biggest most important things to me when I was a kid were like the weirdest like even though it didn't really even really mesh in well to what was like popular at the time. Yeah. Like I was so like I listened to hip hop and everything because that's what everybody was into oh, at yeah, the time yeah, when yeah, I was Because yeah, yeah. it was the time of that. It was like Onyx and Wu Tang and all that stuff. But my mind was so much more set on to so, like I wanted to look like fucking Axel Rose. I thought Axl Rose was the coolest looking guy in the world. Really? So the biggest deal to me was like getting earrings meant the world. People still ask me. You still have two earrings, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm not walking away from it. Dude. I just committed to it. I remember wanting an earring so bad. Like,
0: I wanted an earring, and when I got an earring for, for a beach weekend, beach week in Tampa freshman year, Ryan Rodriguez pierced my ear in a bathtub after doing a keg stand, like a, a, a funnel. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you got a funnel. It helps with the pain. And then they got a, a potato and put it behind my ear Yeah, and the needle punched it through. By the way, we all use the same earring to poke our ears with. Oh, you
1: did it straight up with the earring itself. Oh, they did
0: it with the earring. Oh, shit. And then he pulled out and slid another one in. And you were like,
1: oh, thank you. Yeah. And he goes, is this supposed to burn like this? Is this supposed to be so hot on the side of my head?
0: <laughs> I must have walked around left ear forward to everyone. Uh-huh.
1: Like, hey, everybody. hey, everyone. everyone. What's up? Oh. oh, I couldn't. I would take my mom's like old hoops that she didn't use anymore, and I would like stretch them out and just put them where they would just be touching on either side of my yeah. ear. Just look in the mirror, and how cool that looked. But she hated it. And then I snuck off one time and forged a note for a piercing place. Um, just like one of those like mall ones where they yeah, shoot the, the, the gun piercing through. pagoda. Yeah, piercing pagoda.
0: I, actually, I'm not even fucking around. It might have been the piercing pagoda that you went to in uh in uh king of prussia mall <laughs> it was very possible because that's where my, my sister got hers done at the king of prussia mall the uh, king of prussia that. that's
1: great no th- actually where i got it was uh, i walked to a piercing place down 69th street in philadelphia because you could walk there from my house and i lied and they, and they pierced my ear and when i came i came home and showed my stepfather my stepfather was so like eh, whatever yeah i don't care and they told my mom and my mom was like it better be out before i get home or i'm ripping it out and it's so funny and i i uh, it took me three friends to get that thing out because, you know, when they when they gun it in, oh, it's yeah. like, and it hurts. And I took it out, and then a few years later, she let me get one. And it's so funny how times change. My brother's 11 years younger than me. When he was, like, 10 or 11 years old, my mom was, like, almost saying, like, you want to get an ear? Like, she wanted him to get one. Really? Yeah, she wanted him to get earrings, which I thought was so baffling. Same way she was, like, super against my tattoos. But like, when my brother got a tattoo, like, I think underage, and she was kind of like, oh. eh, what are you going to
0: do? Oh, dude, I, my parents... If I had come home with a tattoo, they would have lost their shit. I came home with an earring from Beach Week and they used to have these little plastic things that were the, they were like they'd keep your ear your ear hole open uh-huh. and you'd slide it in. It was like it was like a peg. Yeah. And uh and I slid it in in behind my ear so you could just see it poking out the front. And I walk I came home and my dad came home from work and he was like, Tell Bird I want to see him my mom knew I'd done it. He goes, Tell Bird I want to see him first thing. I want tell him to meet me at the front door. So I went to the front <laughs> door and I was like, I was like right here for I was like, What's up, Dad? And he's like, Give me a kiss. And I was like, Sure. And I went around to his cheek. And he goes, Let me give you a kiss. I go, Why are we kissing so much? <laughs> and he goes, I just want to kiss you. I love you. And I went, here, and he goes, other cheek. And I go, Oh, I can't do the other cheek. <laughs> And he's like, take the fucking earring out.
1: I was like, son of a bitch. Kiss my kissable
0: side. And then I was like, I remember saying to him, I go, I said, why won't you let me have an earring? He goes, because it's gay. And I said, you wouldn't love me if I was gay. And he goes,
1: no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a different time. It was a different time when
0: your dad could say that. <laughs>
1: You're like, no, I would not love you no, gay. No,
0: I would not love you gay. Um,
1: <laughs> my dad barely loved me straight. <laughs> um. It's so funny, man. Yeah, the, I remember that it was if it was the wrong ear too. It was like that was like a big deal. Right ear was a big deal. But I always wanted two anyway. I wanted oh, dude, two.
0: I got to college. I got to college. First thing I did, ear ear left ear pierced, and then I was like, and then I joined a fraternity, and every every cool dude, not like the rednecks, sure, like the dudes who didn't say the n word, <laughs> were had two earrings, and then
1: a third, like, right above yeah. the left ear. At one, my, at my most, I had three in my right, two in my left, and then on the left, up top. That Ooh. little thing, too. Holy shit. I went for it. But the thing was my skin also doesn't react well to all that stuff, so I'm like a, it takes me forever to heal with that shit. Really? So I've had to, like... It's the only reason I didn't get, like... When like the band corn came out and he had the eyebrows, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm getting that. And yeah. I couldn't, but I just couldn't do that one. <laughs> could never commit to it. Uh we have face tattoos, neck tattoos, I can never do it. But my first tattoo was just my name. It's still there. Real tiny in old English letters, real small my upper arm. I got it underage. she's J? J A Y. It looks horrible. It, did you and, cover and it? Still there? It's still there. Still there. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll show it to you. But it's uh I got it and I was like, Oh, this is good. It's up high. I could hide it from my mom really good. No big deal, but at school, everyone's going to think I'm so cool that I got one.
0: Oh, wait, you, it, you still had to hide it from your mom?
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Everybody in this high school, when we moved to South Jersey when I was 17, uh, ended up being 16, 17, and we moved to South Jersey from Philly, and there was like, it was such a culture shock for me because I grew up in like pretty black neighborhood Philadelphia Yeah. to going like this very like like the black people were sparse like in the in the neighborhood we lived and all the kids were like these like suburban kids whose both their parents worked you know what I mean like everyone's yeah. parents worked and they were just like shitty guess where like I said like when I moved to the, the suburbs of South Jersey is where I encountered all like kids ODing from heroin really? kids, like, all this crazy shit and, like, I would have thought you would have gotten that in Philly nope in Philly I knew much nicer like I mean in Philly I guess it was like kids smoking pot and drinking yeah. and stuff but like just a blatant, like, hardcore, like, fuck parties and all this kind of really? crazy shit. Like, you'd hear about all this going on there. And one thing that was cool was there was a, a place called Jersey Devil Tattoo that would tattoo you underage if you went in there. And they just did it. So I went with my buddy and we both got him. We're the fucking hundredth kid in the school to go get him. Oh. And I'm like, I got it up high and it'll hide it. And my mom won't know. It'll be cool. And like a dummy, we played basketball every day after school. I'd wear sleeveless shirts play basketball. And I came home wearing a sweatshirt over like a hoodie, yeah. zip up hoodie over my sleeveless shirt. And I came home and I remember uh taking off, I was like, Hey mom, I'm like what, what what are we doing for dinner above? And as I'm talking or walking upstairs, I'm just like not thinking, and I just take the I take it half off and then just slide it right back. Didn't say a I'm like, So mom, what are we doing for dinner? Are we having stovetop? stove top okay. <laughs> and she goes, What the hell's that? It's a day old tattoo. She goes, it's a tail. She goes, what the hell is that? And my stepfather's just going, like, my stepfather's covering my ass. He's, go, he's like, oh, it's fake. It's fake. I wouldn't wear it. It's just fake. And she goes, is that fake? And I go, oh, what, what's my fake? <laughs> like, you gotta get past it. Like, what yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> what the, is, what's fake? No, I'm a very real person. Yeah. She's like, she goes, what is that on your arm? Let me see it right now. Is that fake? And my stepfather's going, like, it's fake. Terry, don't worry about it. It's just fake. And she goes over, she goes, is that fake? And then a brand new tattoo starts thumbnail scratching at it. And I'm like, oh. "Oh." That's not fake. And she lost her shit on me. Really? Yeah, I was 16. You were 16 and you got J tattooed on your J. What a dildo. (laughs) J. But you know what's funny about that? That's my favorite thing is that like about your decision making in life. I was 16 years old and I got J tattooed on my arm. An old English letter is really tiny on my giant fat arm. And then uh, at thirty at 36 or 37, I got Marilyn Manson lyrics tattooed on my forearms. My decision making <laughs> hasn't gotten much better. I
0: ran into Marilyn Manson. Yeah, did he come to your podcast? Yeah, thing, he right? came to the End of the World podcast with Stan Hope and Rogan and Burr. How was he? He was great. Was he great? Yeah, he was great. He was a little like uh, stage shy. Like he he didn't want to get on stage. I don't know for what reason.
1: I want to meet him, but he was I very don't. nice.
0: I. I we ended up talking about Florida, and like I have oh, a real- right. He's from
1: Florida. He, well, he's not from. He's from Canton, Ohio. I know everything about the guy. He's really? from Canton, Ohio, which is where my dad lives in Ohio. So it's weird. Like when I went there, we should found see if he wants to come out Way tonight. later. Oh, I have no. You have in, like a way to make that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call Stanhope. If you have, oh man, I'll tell I'll you what. Stanhope,
0: text him and tell him we're hanging out. My the, in, get- the
1: intro, of my special, is completely designed around how he does Antichrist Superstar on stage. Really? I got lyrics tattooed on my arm, and it's the only person. I mean, I've paid to see Marilyn Manson 50 times. I've seen Marilyn Manson. Really? Oh, I, I as a performer, I don't think there's anyone like rock star performer that's been
0: better than him ever. We should. I should text Stanhope and see if he'll tell, text Manson to see if he wants to come
1: out with us. Oh, that would make my world to know that guy. Oh, yeah. I'm trying uh, to get Scott
0: Stapp to come out with us tonight. That'd be great. I don't I know so, if he's and, sober and or not. My I'm, guy
1: Lucas Rossi's coming out, yeah. and he's
0: ready to party. <laughs> Really? Oh, he's ready to go. Yeah, he's my married buddy, to a porn my, star. My buddy, Dacre, the guy that was in the band with me originally, he uh, he's fucking, we go to get lunch today, and he's like, I go, what do you want for lunch? He's like, beer. I go, what? he goes, this is my day off, dude. Beer.
1: I'm fucking drinking all day. And I was uh, like, all right. Oh, can I read you the text from Lucas Rossi today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. A, we left the show at like 1.30, yeah. 1.45, the rehearsal. Uh, he goes, he goes... At, th- at, I'm sorry, yeah, 1.30. At 2.30, and we go, we made a plan, they are like, hey, tonight, come to the comedy store, and we'll fucking hang out. I got three shows, it'll be yeah. great. Roast battles tonight, all this stuff's gonna be fun. He goes, cool. One hour later, he goes, what you up to, homie? Is it beer o'clock yet? <laughs> and then I'm kind of like, ah, I gotta do a meeting, and I gotta, but we'll meet at the comedy store tonight at nine o'clock, is that cool? He goes, I'll be there, homie. How you getting there? I'm just drinking some vino at the hotel.
0: <laughs> oh, because he's at the W.
1: Yeah. That's where Dacre is. Yeah. I go, uh, he's, <laughs> how you getting there? I'm like, Uber. He goes, Creamy. What hotel you in? Isn't that <laughs> great? That's fucking great. Oh, wait. I didn't even hear this. I'm going to hit up Scott Stapp and his wife. They're friends and staying in the same hotel as me. I'll bring them with. P.S. What's the cover? I'm, first of all, no cover and
0: grab Scott Stapp. I'm gonna see Scott Stapp tonight. I'm gonna say And no I'm gonna cover. fucking
1: definitely be like, you should come to the comedy store. I'm is say, Rogan there tonight? I'm gonna write um, he is. He's on he's on comedy on the spot. Nice. Yeah. Should I should I maybe I should hang out for um Roast Battle and watch Roast Battle? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh I'm, I'm gonna say I'm sitting with the comic He's uh. Daryl. right now doing a podcast well that doesn't sound good this is gonna be a crazy night we we mm-hmm. gonna get Marilyn Manson out tonight this let's just go for
0: it let's just go let's make it an epic night why am I why can I not find uh, Moses Brian Moses there we go I'm dexing Daryl Wright I'm thinking of Brian Moses that was racist <laughs> just two black guys
1: um well, in fairness, those two particularly look alike.
0: Are you doing roast battle tonight? That's me seeing if I can judge roast battle. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go. We're going to go. We have rehearsal at eight, and then we're going to go straight to the store and just sit in the back porch, sit in the back bar and drink. But my, I'm fucking wrecking my voice with alcohol. Yeah, but you're also coding it. Yeah, good call. It helps. Hey, you know what? Whiskey. You know what I wanted to talk to you about? We had a conversation yesterday that was like, it was like, uh, it was like, two kindred spirits at the same moment having like, like an. It's like if two guys with small dicks ran into each other in a locker room, and they're like, "How come everyone's got big dicks? Yeah, what's up with this?" and we were talking about money, and we're like, "How come? How do these people make so much fucking money? Like, I make good money, but like, even still, I go, man, like, I don't." What, do you think Kevin Hart has no idea that it's impossible, that, that making that amount of money is just difficult? I, I do. Do you I do think, think it's a mindset with us where we go, you'll never break a million? You'll never break
1: two million? Yeah, I do. I think it is a mindset with me. I'm constantly, it's only the last two years I've made any kind of money, uh, finally, you know, and it's great, but I am immediately. The I bought televisions, and then after that, the immediate switch went to being like, okay, this is going to stop at some point. So how do I figure this all out right now to make sure it's good? Like, put a couple bucks away for my daughter's, like, get that thing for her college. Yeah, going. My business manager was like, get a pension plan. I'm like, sure, put money into that because I'm just like, I think it's all going to go away, and I also don't know what the next big thing is. Yeah, do you know what I mean by that? Like, I don't know what the big thing is. Like. What are the odds? I play the odds. I guess is what it really is. And I'm 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 a I'm a bigger believer in the uh, sure bet. And I'm just like, what are the odds? I'm really going to have like a seven year, seven season sitcom. that's going to go fantastic. Like I like to really focus on the things that my knuckles are in, and I can like like tangible shit. So for me, bonfire, Legion of Skanks. Those are things like I can control. That and. If it gets big, that's so great because it's getting big on the terms of what it is, um, what I, I'm doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if like... No, no. I I was the same way with Travel Channel. When, when I see Kev's life, like, we hung out in uh, in Montreal this this year. Oh, did you bit. hang out with him? Yeah, we went and had drinks one night just to kind of catch up because we haven't really sat and just bullshit in years. Does he... Like, does he... I'm going to
0: grill you about this. Sure. Does he like... Does he go, hey, man... What what you got going on? Not that he doesn't care, but, like, it's so
1: globally different than what he's got going on. No. Is he, like, he just, does he say, like, how's Kurt? Yeah, he'll ask about how's Kurt and stuff like that. He asks about my family. I and mean, he knows my family very well, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he'll for sure ask about that, but about, like, career-wise. I, I, you know, for some reason, there's certain people, stuff like that has gotten in my ass a little bit. Like, man, why would he not cast an old line out there for your old pal jay before but for some reason with kev i never felt that way i I never
0: felt that way with amy ever yeah like i like and i i know i I think i've i was i would i would say i was really good friends with amy meaning like like i never there was no i never i never thought she'd be where she is now that quickly yeah. I, mean, I always saw her to be successful i remember her turning down a gig in front of me one time to work with the tell and i, I want to say it paid like fifteen hundred dollars to feature for him for one night and yeah. i was like i remember watching her doing that i didn't say anything but i was like i'm flying to fucking omaha and i'm making fifteen hundred dollars to headline for a weekend for a weekend yeah at the exact same time and i have two kids and she was just like eh. but like and i never thought about her um about her, like, like uh, I never thought about her putting me in a movie. That never, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd even. I think it would bother me.
1: Yeah, if you get that was funny with, with Amy is like I was never like super tight with her at all, but like just from like circumstantially, like she has. And you know what's funny? I, as I have said that comment before, I'm almost thinking like there's actually no one who I've ever thought should have done more for me that hasn't done a ton for me I, I've never thought actually because like Amy out of the blue I mean she, I've been on her show three times Yeah. Um, you know Louis has been like, great to me in that regard He's been, but Kev never uh, kind of came back but Kev like jumped levels so quick so young yeah. that he has I've, I've actually put it like this Kev doesn't know at all what I'm doing he has no idea I'm not on his radar comedically in any way so it was interesting when I did his show that stand-up show he has that was in Montreal for his web thing or whatever. Yeah. And he sat and watched my set. Like, he came up, actually made him laugh because, like, I don't think he realized he was being, like, semi-insulting, but he didn't mean to be, I know that. But he was, like, because f- I guess the the timer thing broke and they had to fix some stuff. So what was supposed to be a seven-minute set ended up, they needed me up there for, like, 17 minutes almost. 13 wow. to 17 minutes, something like that. And I told them out of the gates I wasn't going to waste material on it. On a web show, so I was like, "I'll fuck with the crowd, yeah." I just do my thing like that, and they were like, "Yeah." And I did like seventeen minutes. When I got up, like Kev was like, "Damn, man!" I and I'm like, "He's like, I can't believe, like, whoa, man, that was like really, really funny." And almost to the point where I'm like, "Hey, Kev, we've been doing this for nineteen years, almost, man." I'm like, "I've been doing it as long as you have." Yeah, I'm like, "Exactly." It's like, in fact, maybe even more consistently, like in the grinding it out phase of it. So I'm like. What do you think it was gonna be like? Did you were you expecting you would do me a favor? It, it, it makes make sense, the way you said it almost felt like the thing. He was like, I was just gonna throw you a bone because I saw you were gonna be up there, or whatever, and you ended up being really good. And I was like, No, dude, like I'm, I'm prepared, more than prepared for this fucking web series show. You're more doing. than prepared. Yeah, like it's fine. That's
0: really interesting because, but I, I'll say this too is like I hadn't seen you work in a while, and then we did that crowd work show, and I was blown away. And I was like, Oh, I forgot. Like I haven't been. I, I in, in all honesty, if you're going to judge hours of doing up, you've, you've probably. I mean, maybe we're even only excited the road more. Sure. So like yeah. I would do, eight hours in a weekend. Yeah, which is a big thing. Which is different, but like I was blown the fuck away by you doing crowd work, and I was like, I was in the back. I forget who I was talking to, and I was like, this is like masterful. Like this is oh, like thank you, man. this is the this is a different level of confidence on stage i don't have this i may be able to do some stand-up and stuff like and i think i can do crowd work like because i can because if it happens on the
1: road i'm good at it because it happened but can. i cannot just go up there with nothing and remain you can though 100 you can and definitely and that's and not everybody can for sure but you're a person that definitely can it's someone who like i hate to, i always like when you sound like preachy or like too artistic about comedy I always think it sounds so lame myself. No I love it But There is a thing Where it's like There are It's what I hope I am I don't think I'm a A, a stellar writer Of any sort I think my jokes All have to come from Something pretty real That's what's uh, That's why you're good I don't think I'm a very good joke writer But I don't think I'm a good Like sit down Like I said When people say that When like I have friends will be like oh uh, yeah he goes I, I'll come over at like 2 o'clock I'm gonna go at noon To like Starbucks Get a little writing done I'm like Writing For what He goes it's like comedy stuff. Just write, I'm like, like a screenplay or a script or something. He's like, <laughs> no man, just like you know joke ideas and so I guess I'm like, I can't even begin like uh, to sit down and be like, come on, funny. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> uh, so the presidents, Bob. Uh, I, I don't know how that works. I can't works, do that either. But what I think I am. This is the cockiest sounding thing I've ever said, but I don't mean it because I think th- the comedy is belongs to the fucking writers. Yeah. Like the beasts who can go up there and like turn these amazing jokes. But I think I'm just pure funny. The only thing I know that I am for sure is a funny human being. I th- That's the same thing with you from the time I met you when we were both kind of just like dicking around open mics even in New York trying to get up at one o'clock in the morning in front of five people. is like you're just pure funny. And that's something you can't, that's an intangible that you cannot learn. There's There is, those Harvard guys can all become these amazing fucking writers but if you're in a uh, fucking five hour car ride with somebody. If me, and you got a five hour car ride. We're like, I man, we're gonna haul it up to. We're doing a gig in San Fran. I'll be like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna giggle and laugh the whole time and tell a fucking story. But there's people who are like great comics. You know, like David tells is pure funny. You know, what I mean, yeah. he's a guy's pure funny. But there's like really funny co- comics. I mean, I've been in a car w- with Louis C.K. before. And, I mean, the, could, is, the guy's brilliant, Louis yeah. C.K. But, I mean, like, the car ride was like, okay. I've been in an hour like, car ride with Louis C.K., heowser. and we didn't speak at all. Yeah.
0: And I would be, I was, like, you know, like, hanging out, like, going, like, like so uh, I remember asking him what he thought of this girl comic, and he just didn't like her. And I was like, I, I thought you would have liked her. And he goes, why? I said, because
1: I, I don't know. And he's like, no, she's not funny. That's what I mean. It was like a combative, like, confrontational form of speech where you're kind of like, how do you write such good jokes? And Dude, where does your comedy a, come from? Like, yeah, you're I'm such a the guy, guy,
0: I literally, my wife said it to me. She found me to be, you know, you know, Cowhead, right? Mm-hmm. So Carmen on Cowhead's show had told me I, drunk one night that she didn't like me. And, and like, and I was like, huh? She's like, you're an asshole. And I was like, I've never been called an asshole. And she was like, to me, you're an asshole because you call up and you're so dismissive. You just go, is Mike is cow there and you don't say hi or anything? And I went and then I got defensive. And I was like, I don't have to say hi to you. I'm calling to talk to cowhead. You're just answering the phone. She's like, Yeah, but we've been friends and you don't say hi or anything. So I told my wife, and my wife's like, Oh, you're massively dismissive on the phone. She goes, What's so funny is you have a, a like a, a thing where I have a thing, and I don't know why, but like I, I don't I have no idea why I do this, but when I see anybody when I have any interaction with anybody I always try to make them laugh like I always yeah, am too. trying to get a giggle like uh I smile a lot and I I'm very I like people I'm very gregarious however I was doing it on the phone to just to everyone I work with and Carmen was one of them and I was like wow I didn't realize I was doing that I did it on my agent I go, Heidi there is uh Max there is uh let me talk to Reg is let me is Judy around can you get Judy I like I, I wouldn't and these are all people I like, but I was just doing that. And I was like, oh, shit. And my wife's like, oh, yeah, you're, like, the most naturally funny, gregarious person. But in these one moments, you're being an asshole. And I was like, so I changed it around. And I started, like, now when I call fucking cowhead, I almost make a point to talk to Carmen for, like, a minute. Like, yeah. hey,
1: Carmen, how's your day? <laughs> yeah, I'm very, like, but I have such a – and you said you're just kind of missing in that moment. And I said getting called out on it is the worst because then you're kind of like well, – I, I hate hearing that anyone thinks – when I've heard that before, I what years ago when I was dating this girl and she was like, this guy was like managing New York Comedy Club or something, said he, he thinks you're an asshole or something like that. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> and I didn't even know this guy at all. And I made a point to go over there, and not I had to figure out how to phrase it because I didn't want to be like, hey, do you have a problem with me? Because I'm not trying to go be confrontational. I'm just kind of like, why would you think I'm an asshole, man? Like, yeah. I come in, I want everyone to like me and see I'm like the fun jovial guy who like yeah. everyone else gets along with like asshole like i don't think i'm an asshole at all like i'm such like a do you know segura well i want to be everyone's friend we started hanging out a little bit uh we hung out on
0: oddball oh yeah we that's right. bullshit there a little bit yeah he's yeah. one of my he's he's someone who's a good joke writer naturally funny but would never show it to you like he doesn't like showing you got, he's got to like you to show you that he's funny sure like yeah, hanging that. out he is he's dismissive like he like he's like yeah sure Sure, and then once you hang out with him and friends with him, he's fucking hilarious.
1: I, I, is there like what's the what's the, the the in between of like the alpha and the beta? Because I I don't think I'm either gamma. in a weird way. Is that what it is? I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm, I'm a gamma male. Yeah, like, yeah. Because there's part it depends of me where that's... it depends where it is. Like if I go into a thing, a car with a lot of people, and and there are big personalities in it, like in a big personality thing where I don't know people that well. Yeah. Like I'm very quick to like just lay low. Oh, when no, I've done things like yeah. I remember going to South Africa to do comedy years okay. ago. Okay, and getting in a transport, uh, you know, in South Africa with with all these comics guys from London and blah blah. blah and I get those situations, or any transport, any comedy festival, you're in a transport, and I feel like these guys and the thing are all one upping each other, and I just have much more of like a. I'm, I'm looking for my moment to say something funny but i'm definitely not like i don't just keep going and hoping something good comes out
0: oh in in those moments um i was told that i cast a very large wake i was in south africa and andre vincent who's there is a british comic one night he was like being distant to me and i was like i was like hey what does matter are you mad at me he was like no i can't take all of you in one day he's like i got to take small bites of you. You're really fun, but I'm not like you. He's like, I'm very quiet, and you are just this big fucking ball of personality that won't shut
1: the fuck up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. No, but you, I think you invite people into it, great. So the thing is, like, my instinct, I want to, like, in a transport a bunch of comics, tell my stories and blah, blah, but I don't just, I'm not the guy who comes in and goes, hey, so what's everybody's name? I I, I like some, like, you know who kind of did that? Like, uh... It was before he ever came to America, like Jim Jeffries did that. Really? Jim Jeffries came in the thing and he was like talking out of the gates he, right did, away. Did you do South of, Africa with him? Yeah. yeah, oh, that and he can, be, was he partying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that must have been fucking that was, fun. uh That was everyone, you know, he's Jim's the guy who's like, so I'm Jim and I'm blah, blah. blah. He goes, who's, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. you guys are from America? Like, you know, he draws you into it and then everyone starts talking. Yeah. But I'm definitely not like the ringleader. But I think it's personality wise. Like in school, I wasn't either. Like, and I think even sometimes with the, the friends who I've had kind of like close to me in comedy who've become like, like the crew of guys that I see regularly is uh, not to be their leader. I don't want to say it like that at all. But like yeah. I wasn't super I wasn't like a crazy popular guy in school, but I had like my group of like miscreants that we kind of rolled around. You know, what I mean, yeah, and I kind of like I was like I, I can be like an alpha in that. Not that there were no other alphas in the group, but you know what I mean? Like, I definitely was like, hey, here's an idea. Let's do this as an idea, guys. Let's go here. Everybody, I still feel like I'm a very organizing, like, hey, let's all go to the movies. You know what I mean? Let's all do this tomorrow. Let's all seriously wake up and do it. We're going to say we're going to do it, but we're not going to do it. Yeah. Like that guy where everyone else is like, I don't know, man. If I wake up, I'm like, no, no, no. Commit, man. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Commit. Yeah, I grew up I've always So I've always found my ragtag group. And kind of like would like to be like the shepherd in that kind of world, yeah. Because I didn't think I could like, like, be that effective in the world of the popular. That's so interesting. I always i I grew
0: up. Um, I grew up hardcore alpha. Yeah, like yeah, like very popular. Uh, literally the life of the party in in grade school, high school, college. Like, the loudest guy in the room, up on the bar, shirtless, take my pants off, go into a sorority house, get in a thong. Like, I literally was, like, a fucking wild man. But I never, like, and then when I started doing comedy, I was, like, oh, I should shut the fuck up. Like, I remember just being, yeah, like, getting to New York and being, like, being, like, I went to, like, uh, not UCB, but, like, a collective unconscious. Do you remember that place? Oh, yeah. I went to collective unconscious. Uh, Someone
1: someone would paint with period blood and that kind of weird
0: shit. Yeah, Yeah. and I was like, went up with a forty, and was like my personality, and they were like, yuck, and I was like, okay. (laughs) And like I remember Dimitri would look at me sometimes, like like out of the corner of his eye, like the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then I was just like, oh, I gotta fucking, I gotta shut the fuck up. And so then I just was like, duck your head down, do the work, become a comic that other comics like. And then when I got on the road, I was like, "Oh, my personality came, my personality came out yeah. like hard as fuck." And I think even still, like Segura called me today, and he was like, "The fuck was this horseshit raffle you're doing?" And I go, "Yeah, I did it." And he goes, "Great, great, <laughs> fucking you, dick around." And everyone's go, "How come you don't do a fucking raffle?" <laughs> and I, I go, oh, "I just fucking around." But that's my personality—is that raffle or fucking? You know, I used to bring oh, the thing with the take the dollar from the audience. Thing? Yeah, take the. Yeah, I mean that's great, but like those that that is m- definitely my personality is this fucking like, like Todd Glass, I think, and I could be
1: brothers. Oh. Uh, honest to God, when I, and I mean this when I say this, you and Todd Glass, so weird you said it because I already know your relationship to Todd Glass, really, but like two people, I said this last night out back at the comedy store, I go, because I said something about seeing you before or seeing you in the afternoon yesterday, but I was like, you and Todd Glass, two people, when they walk in, I'm kind of like, it's going to be fun. When Todd. guy has got nothing to do with like substance or drinking or party. Yeah. Because Todd's not even really like a, a big like partier guy with like drinking and stuff. But mm-hmm. like. But it's just like a guy who's going to come in and just be. Todd Glass is a good example. Pure funny. So. I've gotten into this friendship with Todd Glass. That.
0: It is. Purely for. My entertainment. He does this just for me. <laughs> and he texts me nonstop. These are the texts he sent me. Okay. Um, Bert, I just left the Grove. I walked around until someone recognized me. Can you believe I was there for six and a half hours? <laughs> you know what I was thinking. Everyone talks about how nine one one was, but you know what? Nine ten wasn't great either. <laughs> shitting your pants is bad, right? And then I go, yes. And he goes, I did something worse. And I go, what's worse than shitting your pants? He said, I shitted somebody else's pants. <laughs> it's a long story. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> and then he goes hey he goes you know the joke my brother has two fake legs but real feet <laughs> i go no. he goes never mind and then never mind and then he said i think i'm gonna put that in my act this is all just him fucking texting me so like,
1: mine works is it it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's genius
0: oh it's the one he sent me today this rain makes me just sit around and eat pussy all day and <laughs> he wrote sorry that was for my accountant <laughs> he's just he is just such a silly fucking person Non-stop. And I
1: love i love silliness like i love just giggling no and that's what's great and i said before where why you have an alpha personality that's inviting though what's yeah. great about it is because you you could be like the biggest guy in the room personality wise and and i've said this about you uh to others a million times what's g- beautiful about you i mean it's about your personality it's beautiful that i envy and i try to uh emulate to some degree is you're also a fan of it and that like oh, you yeah. are you want to make people laugh and you want to laugh and you're not skeptical of the laugh you're not going like who's going to make me laugh here like you just w- you want it like you oh. want to you want to enjoy it like, that's why i want to go like i watch so much comedy being like just trying to pick it apart sort of. And like is this guy – and there's always that, that underlying like is this guy better than me? How long's he been doing it for? Wow, he's pretty good for that age. And as it's, all those things are kind of just picking it apart versus just going like is that a great joke? You know what I mean? It's like just laugh. Like yeah. laugh at a guy. Making, because oh. when I was a kid, it didn't fucking matter who – I mean Gallagher, Carrot Top, Def Comedy Jam, Carlin – Bill Cosby, Pryor, you know, wh- wh- whoever the fuck, what, Emo Phillips, whoever was on. Yeah. Uh, a Caroline's Comedy Hour to a special to whatever. I just was excited when I saw a person standing on stage with a microphone telling it. HBO's Women of the Night with Rita Rudner, Paula Poundstone, and, and I'm trying to remember who, Ellen DeGeneres, and hosted by Martin Short. Yeah. And I was just like, this is all just great. These so people are all just here just to make me laugh. My favorite thing in the world to do is laugh. And comedy will jade you to that so much Dude, that I mean, sucks. I'd say I'd say like, like uh, I won't I won't say
0: names, but there's comics I know. Oh, I'm fucking recording this on the fucking camera. <laughs> Some deaf person's gonna type in the comments. Yeah. But uh, they're like, like you'd say something funny and they just go, "Oh, that's funny." You should that you should write that down. And you're like, you didn't laugh, and they're like, "No, no, it's good." Like the 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 they're, it's they're analytical
1: too Yeah, much.
0: It's, an, it's like there's no joy in it oh, that's that's funny hey, what uh I have a joke that's kind of like that can I, can I use that and you're like no we're just talking we're just hanging out, you know like even Tosh, who I think people would think is the most analytical person, he loves to fucking giggle, yeah he loves to oh yeah like that's the pa- only reason I think we hung out is that like i'm I'm a fucking big i'm a guy that bites off too much every time, yeah, and tosh is not he's very measured. And, like, I think he would watch me. He would hang out with me and watch me in, like, this, like, I can't believe you're not dead yet. Like, like <laughs> just, like, like always, like, huh? Like, but he just is a big giggler. Yeah. And he's, and he's a, like, yeah. Oh, to, to, uh, him and Todd Glass. you ever see him waterboard Todd Glass?
1: No. It is one of the funniest fucking things. But Todd Glass on Tasha's show doing the, the prank show with the cops when he goes and pulls the black people over. I did not it's, see that. Oh, dude, It's one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. He
0: Todd's balls to the wall, He man. waterboards Todd Glass. So he gets him on the waterboard. They harness him in. They put the towel over his face. And Todd goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going to be my safe word to make you stop? And Tosh goes down and whispers the N-word into his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, and he's going, glasses, Todd's going, no, 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 no. You're not going to make me say that. <laughs> like, that's just the that's best. That's
1: kind of hilarious. Yeah,
0: it was uh, some Comedy Central exec were with me and Tosh one night and they were like, I can't believe you guys are near each other. Like, you guys don't seem like you'd even like each other. And Daniel's like, no, no, we've hung out before. And they're like, What's it like when you guys hang out? And Tosh just goes, Well, Bert follows me around with a notebook and then does it all on stage the next night and just walks away. And the person's like, Oh, uh, and I was like, That's not true. <laughs> he's kidding. He's, yeah. totally, he's totally joking. Kidding. He's totally fucking joking. <laughs> I hope he shows up at the club tonight. That would be great. Tosh? Yeah. Never met him yet. You've never met Tosh? No. Well, he's super distant. Like, he's not. He lives in Malibu in a mansion and yeah, he yeah, comes
1: yeah. in, does his set, and leaves. Yeah. I know. He's like, but he's, uh, I actually. I'd hear his name as like a big college comic years and years ago. Oh, yeah. And then the show. And then I watched that show almost a little reluctantly because it's an interesting personality trait, too, that Tosh has. And I think Tosh.0 is still. I forget about it because we just got to, you know, we live yeah. our lives and you forget. But when, like, once I'm I'll see it, I'll go, oh, I'll DVR the new ones when they come on. And I st- it's still fucking. He's great at that. He's hilarious. But my first thing was kind of like, well, Patrice did the web junk. Yeah. Not that he stole the idea. It's right. a, whatever. The idea is like a dime a dozen. But I go, it's like, uh, Patrice, was, you know what it is? Patrice, it kind of what you said before. Like, you, Patrice was his own worst enemy in, in a few things. And different people have different things about themselves. But like, Patrice, brilliant. Not No will to be silly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, there was he didn't have like a real silliness to him. Like he's hilarious and ball busty and over the top and and such a brilliant mind for comedy, but not silly. What, I, what so when he did web junk, Patrice did it. It just was like him, kind of like ah, you know, dumb white motherfucker falls off skateboard. Blah blah. blah. It was no like uh, heart into it. The job. It was a job. Yeah, on TV. And when you watch Tosh do it, like oh that guy, like you know. He makes fun of the video of some naked guy doing something. And then next thing you know, he's naked and has a bottle rocket up his ass. And yeah, he's like, you know, doing whatever. And like, he just goes for it. Like, he goes for it hard. And I, I appreciate because he's silly. Yeah. But I, Tosh has a real silliness. So even in measure as he is, and I calculate that might be like, I appreciate your willingness to like be silly. and do He might theater. be one of the
0: few. I, I, wonder if, I wonder if we're breaking this down this way. Maybe the successful people aren't silly. Like maybe the uber successful people, like Amy, is not silly. Like I don't, I don't read her silly. No, Kevin, I don't see Kevin as silly. Definitely not silly anymore. Like I, like I just saw him on CNN, and he was. I was like, I was telling Rogan, he's transcended. comedy. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about like health and yeah. shit at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Like I think I always thought he was. I, I take that back. I I think Kevin's silly.
1: No. Oh. Oh. In movies and stuff, he'll be. I mean, his whole thing is he's like the little yeah. yelpy guy, so he's definitely silly. No, I think silly can be successful, but like, what doesn't go a lot of times in line with silly is a fucking business mind. Am I very Like, again, thirty nine years old, that I am. I we you know we laugh now where it's kind of like, well, what am I like a year or two maybe from figuring out like, do I buy a house? Do yeah. I get something out here? Do I? Get something for my ex and daughter as an investment property, or anything, or to buy an apartment in the city, maybe in New York. And then it's like, but the only phase of that idea I know is I go, it's like, okay, I guess I'll buy something now. Yeah. And then I have to, and then beyond that, I have to ask somebody. Who goes, so what do you do when you do that? Like, what's that's what? What's is. that thing? Yeah. I mean, both cars I've ever owned, like new cars yeah. I've ever got in life. My ex wife went and did it. I mean, I stayed home. Yeah. Because I don't even know the process of what we're doing. I go, she goes, Well, we got the MSRP uh, percent. I'm like, How much is it a month? Like, what do I have to give a month to own this car? Yeah. What do I, yeah. That's what, what, what
0: I look at things. I, I call, I, I said to Leanne today, I go, I'm getting a new car. She's like, You are? And I was like, Yeah, I'm going to get a new car. She was like, Okay. What car? And I told her the car I wanted. I wanted a Lincoln Continental. I've been looking for a big body luxury sedan for sure. a long time, forever, and they stopped making them, and then Lincoln Continental came out, and it's, I think it's made for black people, but I love it, and I'm like, I'm getting Lincoln Continental, and then she's like, can, do you know if we can afford that? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, "Oh, let me call my business manager yeah. and see if I can get a car, dude." I'm identical. When we got, when we we just renovated the house, and they said, they, I'm "Not to." I won't get into this because everyone remembers the argument I got into Ari with the concept of Ari doesn't even understand the concept of a home loan, like, yeah. and I, I do kind of like I know that. The reason it's good to buy a house right now is because the interest, interest rates are low. Yeah. And it's like 3.7. And my dad was saying when he bought his first house, the interest rates were 13.7. Yeah. And so that that's a good reason. But like I am so far removed. The first check I ever cashed in my life. Dude, I used to get checks from fucking from Barnes & Noble. I got a check from Will Smith, my first check. I just mailed it to my dad. I was
1: like, I don't know what to do with it. I, yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to get taken for the money if I go to a bank. Like, Absolutely. I've always thought the banks that I would owe some money somewhere and yeah. the bank would just take it, which has happened before. But uh, also, but I grew up, it's also, I mean, I don't think you did grow up this way, but I mean, like I grew up in a house, like we live check to check. We live sure. check to check. But, I, but, but not just check to check, but like we paid, like when I started to drive, it was like, go pick up our checks from work. And they worked in a hospital. My mom and step yeah. pop. like they made decent money. Yeah, um, they weren't doctors. You know, they're respiratory therapists, and like they make like a good living. But it's the way they lived, and the, the debt they were in their lives, and what they did. I pick up their check from their work when I drove, and then go to the check cashing place and cash their check for the whatever two percent that really? the check cashing place takes. And then while I'm there, uh, pay the electric bill, pay the cable bill pay the phone bill all at the check cashing place really and you get your receipts from that and you go home like that yeah it was nothing like we didn't have like bank accounts and stuff but my mom didn't have like a bank account or any savings nothing never. and then once in a while they, they would just try to stockpile it would be like a wad of cash in my mom's top drawer yeah and that was kind of like the that's left over from this week and the next week hopefully there'll be a little bit more but I mean me and my step up used to like dig into the cushions for change to order food and shit like oh and we weren't to make that sound like it's poor it wasn't that we were poor it was just that like we can't afford to order dinner tonight we have to like eat spaghetti or whatever or if we can find enough quarters in the couch you know what I mean oh, dig yeah. in the couch like maybe we can get cheesesteaks or something oh dude I I mean
0: I, I don't think by any stretch of the means that I grow up poor but my dad lived check to check and I think I think that Despite the fact that you may have some stuff, you know, yeah, I think you definitely you you sense that in your parents' energy, where you are yeah. like, we're like, I, I like I got a car when I was sixteen, wasn't technically the car I wanted, but I sure. got a car, yeah, and I remember my dad being like, no, 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 this is the car you are getting, and I was like, oh yeah, I I remember like him wanting to, oh man, it, it makes me uncomfortable, but like, there was a period we just got into an argument about this that we used to get, uh. Bugs in our cereal, like really, yeah, like because we lived out in the sticks, and you'd buy cereal, and it would be in a grocery store that not a lot of people frequented, and you'd get it, and there would be bugs in the cereal. And I remember my like my mom saying stuff like, "That's not in our budget." Like I'd say, "Oh, let's get Twinkies. That's not in our budget." And like, and and then my dad made made a lot of money right after I left college. Like right when I left college, my dad made a dick load of money, started making money, and I so I never really had any connection with it i never saw him have money i just remember but like like i said I, I don't i mean when i worked at boston comedy club they were like we're gonna give you 25 dollars a week and i was like oh, fuck i called my dad i'm like i'm making 25, 25 bucks a day was yeah what i could get and i was like 25 bucks a day and i was doing weekend spots for
1: like 50 i think yeah was it 50 at the time it was 50 bucks a, a weekend what's spot? a weekend yeah. spot now in the city and then uh the weekends are generally 75 a show. And then some places like uh, the cellar is like a hundred or a hundred and twenty five to Village Underground. God, it's gone up. But that's they they set the bar though the cellar I think for that. But I remember the cellar was like even when I first passed there, how long ago that was that it was a uh, food spots. The last spot was for food, and I thought that was the coolest thing. I go, I'm getting uh, twenty five bucks from the Boston, yeah, and then like, dinners on the house. That's fucking great. Yeah. I, was, I was like, this. And it, made, great. it made such sense to me. Yeah, I remember Eddie Ift was the first comic who came to Philly to do that Black Comedy Club. Yeah, that was like a white mainstream comic guy from New York. That yeah. was up working in New York, and he was telling me like, you know, it, it, it's so funny in hindsight. Here in the numbers he was giving, but it was so romantic sounding to me. He's like, yeah, you go around. He's like, you can go to Danger Fields. They give you like, you know, you do like thirty minute sets there, but that's like, you know, they give you like twenty bucks and then you go down to the Boston, and whatever you get 20 bucks so you make like you know 40 to 60 bucks a night if you do two or three clubs and then you go to the comedy cellar you do a late night spot there and they you know it's a food spot they, they you know they get they you get to order whatever you want off the menu for free oh. and i'm like that's living it yeah like, that's living comedy it's so
0: i remember i remember when we went being in new york and just going like just being like i i i, I honestly don't think i saw anything past being in new york like i didn't know anything about television i remember them saying that jim gaffigan got one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for a for a commercial and i was like okay in my head i was like okay so you just hang out in new york until you get one of those and i was like this is perfect i remember when i moved out to la and they're like you need to start doing the road because you couldn't get spots you couldn't get any spots in the city when i was here yeah and i was like okay and then I was like, "Oh fuck, this is not what I want to do. This is not the life I had envisioned. I envisioned living in a city, having friends in that city, like not traveling from city to city every fucking weekend." Yeah. But then but then that becomes the way to pay bills and you're like, you get excited for the road. You're like, "Oh, I got 25 offers this year." Now I'm doing 18
1: weeks straight and I'm like and I'm I'm like, "Just Holy fuck! I know what gonna... smacked me with that was that when I was younger, that is kind of what I thought it was going to. I I didn't see anything past stand-up comedy is what I didn't see. Yeah. So I thought the the, the dream, the ideal dream to me was I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go get my name built up, and then because you know all the things you'd hear. Even it was interesting having a tell be such like a mentor to me is because a tell silly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really, but like in the most like not silly of way. But he is. He's oh, definitely silly. Fuck my. Hang on, it's my cardiologist. Oh shit. Yeah. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. This is oh, it's reminding me I have an appointment. Oh shit. Thank you. Fuck. Thank you. Repeat. Oh, Eleven <laughs> twenty, not bad. Yeah, the, <laughs> that hopefully Thursday. Uh, uh, it's sketchy. You have a cardiologist? No, I probably should. That was <laughs> <It's laughs> fucking sketchy. It's got to be scary to go in. Well, I did that weight loss thing, and I really kind of thought I think I might have fucked up my heart a little bit because really? I didn't do it healthy. And there was like times when I was running where I was really at it short of breath. And then I realized it's because I was only eating like 500, 700 calories a day. Yeah. And I was just exhausted. And so, because I, I ate like four eggs today, four eggs scrambled. I love it runny. And then got on the treadmill and just murdered it and ran four miles in like 40 minutes and was like, okay, I'm not working. Running my the heart. whole time?
1: Yeah. That's great, dude. I can't do that. I got to stop smoking cigarettes. That's the number one.
0: I want to start. I, I came here
1: and had a cigar in the
0: backyard last night. Yeah. Best cigar I've had in fucking really a long time. Really? Oh, I may have
1: another one tonight, but I got to sing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's the, <laughs> true. The, uh, so wait,
0: you were telling me about, about Attell.
1: Yeah, well, so the thing about Atel having him as like a, a mentor for me as he was and taking me on the road with him so much, like it was interesting watching him just be baffled why I'm still calling him up, uh, uh, you know, and being like, hey, so my February and March is pretty light, so like if, you could use me on anything. And he'd be like, yeah, of course, man. We'll do these, like, three gigs. You know what I mean? You come with me yes. this weekend, this weekend, and this weekend. But He'd be like, didn't you go to this gig with me before? And i will be like, uh-huh. And i will be like, they're not, like, headlining you now? They're not bringing you back? And it's like, because him and Louie come from a school of this that, that's not a thing anymore, which is the get an hour of comedy together that's solid. Yeah. Go hit the road. You just can't. It's like, now these clubs are all like, well, what, how many tickets are you selling? Like, Oh, dude, uh, now, Now it's, that is... So I, the thing is, like, the, the problem is, so when I wanted to go on the road and go out there and just romanticize, like, I'll go out there, we'll get pussy, we'll get fucking hammered on the road, it'll be so fun, and just living in a hotel, not giving a shit, whatever. Yeah. Is it an age where, like, no one's looking for me, to, no one cares? So now I'm 39... And the road, like, I've had to tell my agent lately. I'm, I'm like, "Hey, man, like, 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 I know the money's getting good right now." I like, so I, I, let's do it. But if you can stagger me, like, I'll do two weekends in a row. I gotta have yeah. like one home because also, and the thing is, like, I don't live with my daughter. My daughter lives with my ex, and it's very close in the relationship. Even with my ex, everything's good, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's and, and my ex is. God bless her. Like, super cool about bringing my daughter to me. We don't have to go out there, but I mean, trying to eke in radio shows, podcasts, and spending time with my daughter, that is meaningful time. Like, let's not be rushed. Let's go sit and have dinner, maybe see a movie. Yeah. Spend the night at my house, whatever it is. And Sunday to th- Wednesday is fucking insane. Oh. I'm doing two, I have two podcasts. I have, I have do, I'm doing three nights of radio shows. Fucking now. Justin. Edinburgh. to is justin edinbrook yeah with, the, and, 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 he
0: is the funniest he represents every guy that like is like hey man i can't do the road like this like ari joey you yeah. like and, and,
1: <laughs> well you know what it is he picked up like the uh you know the unfuckables in some way like justin which i always think is kind of cool about him that's what, yeah and, and, that's and, what and, i love about him and what will be his legacy is that these guys who it's like we couldn't get on the road when we were like 20s and early 30s and now it's like he's just trying to send 40-year-old men out in this thing where you're like, hey, Justin, like, I want to sleep in my bed one weekend. Like, I might want to go see, you know, a fucking concert or, like, you know. When, oh, yeah, uh, do something. Now yeah. I got I to gotta give him a heads up. I'm like, hey, UFC is going to be in Brooklyn February 11th. Like, please don't. I want to go see Billy Joel April 14th. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why don't? Please. Here's my
0: question. Why don't we, like – who who would be – I think I've said this to other people, but, like, who? why don't we tour together and do something bigger? Like I, I really don't know. Like, Every I time I get like
1: together we, with Nate Bargatze, we always say, why don't we just go do shows together? Because they worry about the money being broken up well, but I don't require a ton of money I don't require for stuff that I fucking love to do. But, again, that might be why me and you don't understand, like, you know, why me and you aren't picking out our mansion somewhere. Because I don't know. I don't know the thing. I, oh, you I, couldn't get Segura to do it in a heartbeat. He would. He'd, he'd be like. Do. He'd be like, no.
0: Well, like you know, I also- remember one time, me Segura and Ari were supposed to do a date, and uh, I, w- I and I want to say it was one of those two. I think it was probably Ari. Just fucked it up. They were like, I was probably Segura. Now that I think about it, but they were just like. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We're supposed to do a date together. I was like, guys, this is what it's about. Let's just make it happen. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. We don't need to be millionaires off this. Like, let's go out and have fun.
1: The personalities, man. You know what's crazy about that? Uh, daydreaming. So me and Lewis and Dave and our buddy Justin started writing a script years ago. We, we finished it, but it like, for Legion of Skanks, before it was a podcast. It was yeah. just called that based off of a, kind of like a life experiences I had and these guys being my buddies and we wrote it like in everyone's voice to be this show and just a daydream of like because it was coming along it was like well, we were all surprised we never written, wrote anything before yeah. wrote anything before so we're like looking at it and we're like wow this is like funny man this is like coming along like I think this could be a fucking show that might get picked up and just the daydream of like you want to be great dude, if we just do it and like a Legion of Skanks like tour where we're on a fucking because at that point I had done I'd gone on the tour with Korn and Rob Zombie at that point already, where I'd been on a tour bus, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. But what I didn't enjoy about it was like, I was envious of like the guys in the bands, the younger bands, who were like the guys two cents, that were the they're the guys that opened my special actually. I, they, I had Comedy Central flew those guys out to New York for me. Wow. Because these guys meant the world to me, because I was very alone on that tour, and those guys right away were like, you're our friend, you're we're hanging with us. And it was their first tour bus tour. And it's two brothers, and they were all buddies, and just seeing them enjoying this bus together and having a great time, and whatever like that, is like the coolest thing. And I go, I told these guys, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great? I said, I was on this tour bus tour. If this show gets popular, we can go tour around the country. Just do like a a, a two, you know, a month and a half, six weeks, yes. like tour around the country. Just I go, you could smoke weed in these buses in the back. You could smoke cigarettes up in the front with the driver. Out the window. Oh, my God. I go, I go how cool. Would they be? I swear to you, a minute into my daydream, talking to these guys, I think all three of them even had something along the lines of like, well, I mean, I would need like my own space. Like, what's the sleeping thing like? I'm like, there's bunks, man. What yeah. I go, but if there's four of us on a tour. The bunks are huge, and you put your luggage above it. So yes. You can bring video games and play Xbox in the back. And they go, yeah, but what do you go?" It's like, I mean, you got to like, and by the way, I'm a little prissy about certain things where i'm like well i'd want to stop every day as i to take a shower at a hotel yeah but just the idea of us being like let's let's fucking bus tour bus it and they're just everyone's kind of way it's like uh oh, we're gonna be like on top of each other i'm like For six weeks but like who, yeah. give, who gives a fuck I, go, I was like well what if there's gonna be arguments like of course there's gonna be arguments yeah. that's part of the thing dude
0: okay like here's the thing that here's the other thing you get yeah, you got to do you can't Double dip fan bases, right? You got you got to like. I think me and you have different yet similar fan bases. Absolutely. Like I think I think all my fans definitely know who you are, but like. They may not le- listen to Legions of Skanks. Sure. No, absolutely. And, like, and the yeah. same, like, you know, someone said that to me one time. Um, it's all adjacent to each other, though. We all, it's all adjacent. know. It's like, you know. Like, when I go on Legion of Skanks, it's a big, like, oh, fuck, yeah. And I think they, it's all people derivative of, they like Ari, they like Rogan, they like, you know, yep. Joey. It's
1: all, it is. It's all, it's all pulled from that. My thing came over on just the pure stand-up level. Attell Like getting his audience From just going on the road With him so much And yeah. pulling his audience So the people Who have been coming To see me for like Six years Seven years Are people from Mattel, And then after that It was all the help Of Ari man just, I, I, I'll i never be able To thank him enough For the things he's done For me in my career he's, I love Ari I mean, Ari. Like, I love I mean how he fought For me to be a part Of that, that storytelling show And the only person They brought out From New York Really And I found out Very recently I didn't even know this Because he lied to me Because I think he thought I might not have said Yes to it but when he told me the first time, he goes, so I got him to agree uh, for you to be. It was still the web series yeah. Comedy Central. When he, has, he goes, I got him to agree, Comedy Central to agree uh, for you to do the show. Because they wanted to keep it all L.A. guys. But uh, I told him, like, you, I want you on the show. I fought for it, and I got you. He goes, they're going to fly you out, but you'll stay with me at my apartment. And that's that's cool. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's great. I found out very recently, like, uh, he paid for my flight out there. They really? were, like, basically, they were basically like, well, we're not flying them out or putting them up. So, if you want to want the show that bad, like he could do the show, but we're not bringing him out here. We're not budgeting. the. And he flew me out because he wanted me on so bad. And I mean, I've done that show four fucking times now. The first time,
0: the first time he did it when it was the web series, he asked me if I could do it. And I couldn't because of my interactions with travel channel, because I had signed a deal across the board to only do web content for scripts. Like I, it was a They were starting their own web series. Their own website, like, streaming service and they hired four people to be the spokespeople of the service and it it was me um, I want to say like Vanilla Ice whatever but the deal was we couldn't do anything else so I couldn't do anything with Comedy Central and I told him I can't, I go it's a conflict of interest and one night he just says to, he called me up and he goes can I ask you a question and you won't lie to me and I go yeah of course (laughs) he goes did you did, was it really about Travel Channel or did you not want to do my show? And I go, of course I want to do your show. I go, it's about Travel Channel. And he's like, it feels like a lie. And I go, no, I want to do your show. He goes, do you serious? And I was like, I'm dead serious. And he was like, okay, all right. Because I just it's been bothering me. And
1: well, I was uh, like, I'm fucking, I'm dying to do your show. Characteristic, character trait that I, I just told my ex-wife this on the phone an hour and a half ago when I was talking to her because I, I just had a couple meetings today and stuff and it was about like, People kind of leading me in directions for certain ideas that I don't really want to uh. do things a certain way. And that, but being more like, you know, you should be excited, you should be excited, man. They're going to do this for you. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not kind of what I vision for this. And yeah, and I'm just not sticking up for myself at all in a lot of things and, and being that person. And I was like, man, it's a quality about Ari Shafir that I just like. Cause I met with Jeff Tomstick today and he was telling me about Ari with that show, particularly his storytelling show, like. They wanted to change that a thousand different ways, and he was like, "No, yeah." And they were like, "Well, let's make this more of a general audience thing. Let's not just make it so for like late night comedy fans and blah blah." And he's like, "No, we're gonna do it this way, and we're gonna keep doing it this way." And he I remember They were talking about the interest thing. You know, i I worry. I'm a really loyal dog, and and by that I mean like I I wear this on my and my stress and my tension and my shoulders so much things, but like you know if I'm like. I have a you know me and my buddy. I'm trying to get better at this. It's nothing against like my thing. Like hey, me and my buddy wrote this thing. Uh, we want to do it together. And then when the person comes to me, they go, okay, well we want we want you to do the thing, but like we what, we we got to edge your buddy out. You know, tell your buddy like take a hike. And I'm kind of like he's like, but you don't have to tell him to, you know tell him we'll give him a little something and we'll take care of it. I'm kind of like, uh, but in my head I'm I'm in my head I'm screaming going yeah. like it's like no 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 this is our thing. And we're gonna do this together, you know. It's like fight for a thing, but I'm just gonna like, you don't want okay, you don't want him, but you're, you're okay. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. And, but but I mean, my shoulders rising into my ears. As I'm saying this because I go, how do I gotta tell him this? Oh yeah. I have we have a guy, uh, a buddy of mine who said who rents a room from us. I think me, you heard know, me and Chris. Yeah, we talk talk, about this talked recently. about yesterday. And I was like, I don't know how to fucking tell. I was like, Hey man, my daughter needs a bedroom. You know what I mean, like so I'm gonna that room's gonna become hers. I don't financially need a roommate at yeah. all it was convenient at one point. It's not convenient really anymore. We got, But I'm like, oh, I'm already eight steps ahead where I'm like, he's going to hate me and we're going to have a weird argument. And it's like, I don't want to have tension. I also don't want to live the next few months that I told him he could stay in awkwardness. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. And, and, and it's all, it's selfish. And it's like, uh, also like in a, in a weird sense of loyalty. Like, it's, it's, I don't want to hurt him because I don't want to see him be upset with me or so it's it's such a weird oh i like have, is it no, narciss? I is have, that the no. ultimate narcissism or is it like the most giving soul i don't know how, the, how to
0: face that i'll tell you what has been told about me through my therapist i am a primary narcissist meaning my narcissism isn't based off of being a sociopath it's based off of a child's need for approval like yes. it's it's basically a, just a, like I think of things the same way a child thinks of things, and goes, "No, I just I want to do that because I want to have a good time," or you know, like, and it's and it all centers around a need of validation and not letting people down. Like that's, I mean, we just talked about this on Rogan, but they're like, "Yeah, you have a problem with not wanting to let people down." That both Rogan and Tom are like, "I
1: have no problem letting people down." Well, that's that's really that's great. As I said before I was, and I said, "Good, good." And, good in many many ways for my daughter especially too but like me and my ex-wife probably would have the right thing for me to do would have been to probably end that a few years before it ended yeah maybe even in a time where in my daughter's life it wouldn't have been such a because it did happen when she was 11 oh and yeah. and she went through a couple months like there was there was a what literally was it was what a, was that conversation that thing she said to you oh you told soul me that. crushing yeah she said uh so what happened was like she was being very weird and being very distant and odd, and then we, uh, like she, but she not around me, around her mom and and in school. And you know, I'd see her, I'd be like, why is she being so normal and herself around me? I don't understand what the, I don't understand what the what disconnect is here. Is she putting on an act for me, or is she? At uh, the point where I'm almost going, I think she's just being dramatic because you guys are reacting hard to it. Yeah, where I'm just kind of treating her like normal. Just picking her up and hanging out with her and doing and uh, and then we just had a conversation one day I'm like why are you driving your mom nuts like what's going on you're, you're being crazy in school what's the-? and uh, and she was trying to tell me like no there's nothing nothing's wrong I'm fine I'm like no it's wrong we, we haven't really talked about this at all I go, is it because me and your mom aren't together anymore and she just, when she broke down she goes I just liked our family the way it was and I was like oh you fuck <laughs> what a rough sentence to hear your daughter say but again like and there's nothing to be like uh, To get sympathy about on my end for this But like with my ex-man Like the the split Itself like probably should have happened Like years ago But it really came down Because it was like why are you keeping these like secret lives Basically behind her back that you're doing And just running around and doing all kinds of You know uh, Extramarital shit for sure And I'm like um, Because like it's gonna it's, it's, It says narcissism but it's like her life is going to be devastated, flipped upside down, and she's going to be like a fucking mess. And then she's gonna, she's not going to be like, if you, th- if I thought I could walk in there and you go, I was like, hey, what do you think? We should probably just start seeing other people and go our separate ways. Raise Isabella together, you know, as a family unit. But like, you yeah. know, and she'd be like. That sounds all reasonable. Yeah, oh, I would have done it fucking years ago. But the thing is, you know, like she's going to start the lips going to start quivering, and I'm going to be like, "Let's just stay together forever. I don't care. Like, let's it's just, just
0: like, stay together forever. I love you.
1: Yeah. That was crazy. And I'm really, drunk. is that's what it is? Because because I, I, I don't want to start, Misha. It's not. It's not like oh, what a burden on me that she's upset. But I I, I really absorb the emotion. Where I'm kind of like. That's where I get, like, you know, you get those sad where you're like, I should just drive over a fucking cliff, man. I'm no good to anybody. I fucking ruin that's that, lives. That's Gerardo. Gerardo ruler. had
0: that thoughts, those thoughts, too, yeah. it was of him going, like, oh, my sons are going to be alcoholics now. Like, I just am fucking everything up. I feel like that sometimes where I go, where I'm like, like, but I don't know, but I, I'm, I don't have it. Like, I don't fucking, I don't fuck around on Leanne only because I'm, like, so fucking in love with her. uh I real quick, yeah go pee? ahead Pete. that cop like if you have anything that's a little different if you're if you, if you have anything that looks different on you she just fucking she's like she's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. why do you have white in your hair like you she's, yeah. and you're like like if you if you wear hats she gets real freaked out about hats really yeah anyone looks, yeah it's back on um i don't know what we were talking about but i will tell you that so we just bought that table this is one of the things that goes through my head all the time. Yeah. So, like, we bought that table. It was on sale. It was super expensive, but it was on sale. And I was, Leanne was like, I want a really nice table. It's going to be the centerpiece of our family. I'm like, yes, go for it. And then the guy put it together today, and one of the legs was, like, tilted in. Like, it was, like, like just really, like, angled in. Like, it was, like, it wasn't even stable almost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Im- immediately I go, huh, that's what I deserve. That's
1: what I deserve. Oh, deserve, yeah. I don't deserve anything good. That's like, what we are talking about, too, is that kind yeah. of thing where we're just kind of like, oh, of course. And also, it's like the ordeal of getting it back. And- yeah, and I
0: go, fuck it. You know what? And then her father, this is the difference between me and I just give up. And I go, we I tell- don't know. I, I, sorry. And then her father goes, well, no. He's, he, got really, he went on a rant about mass-produced furniture. This is why you don't buy nothing from Crate and Barrel. He's a real redneck. And he's like... And then he goes in and he disassembles the entire mechanism and he finds out that the reason that is is that they screwed in the bolt that you're supposed to screw it into. They screwed it in halfway and at an angle. So he goes in, planes it, goes in and fixes it and now it's fucking working perfectly. But I would have just given up and he just was like, I'm not going to give up. But if you look at life, trust me when I tell you, he gives up a lot quicker than I do in life in like big scenarios. Sure. But when it comes to that fucking table, he just goes – I, I got this.
1: Because we put our <laughs> not give up into the extraordinary, though. It's a very interesting thing. And, I, and I've learned to not put that on people I grew up with who are still like, with 10 cent wing night at the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys. But like, you know, like, you know, and guys are just like, man, working at the Costco. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm a manager there now. I make blah, blah, blah. My wife. Works whatever we got the kids and you're kind of like geez, but you're like that's how life functions for the most part because we put a hundred percent of our oomph into like this thing that's ridiculous. I mean, like I said before, being like I remember one time getting ready to do some like talking head History Channel fucking shitty show. I did the same one. <laughs> I love the eighteen eighties. That's what I did. Oh, for real? I love the eighteen. Oh no, I didn't do that one. I did this show and like I'm sitting like then that night before was like one of the and the call time was like you know be here at 7am uh-huh. for these things and I was in Long Island so I have to go to the city and be there that mm-hmm. time and I'm like sitting so there I'm like so furious I was like oh my god I wish something would, something would come along and cancel this or I wish I just said no the money's not that great yeah it, it's almost inconsequential that was when I really didn't have any money and I was still like this isn't that good of money yeah and it's like the show no one's gonna see I don't care it's whatever and then I'm like and I was like conversation with myself almost like smacking myself to go it's like hey dude when you were like 12 if someone goes like you're gonna be on a tv show one day i'd be like get out of town
0: oh i got an offer for a college yesterday two days ago for a lot of money yeah and but it's not it's not it's a lot of money we could both agree it's a lot of money but it's not the kind of money that you also can't pass on For the hassle that is a college. Sure. Because there's a lot of opportunity for you to get in trouble at a college. It's a lot of like, uh, you got to fly yourself into the airport. You got to drive one hour to get there. You need to find a hotel. It's a lot of, yeah. Like, and by the way,
1: logistics. It's not like a comedy club where it's all lined up for you. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. Or the Wilbur, like, where you go, oh, this is going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. Flying to Boston, stay at the hotel across the street, bang, you know. So. I said, you know what? I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to pass. And I, we're on a conference call. Oh, no. We're not. We had a meeting. We had a meeting in my man cave with all my managers and agents. Uh-huh. And see if the price is on here. This is it. It's at the very bottom last line. Yeah? Yeah. And I go, you know what, guys? I'm going to pass. And they went, Really? And I went, yeah. And they go, let's just remind you that this is one show. And I went, okay. I got And they're you. like, yeah. and they're like, and really, you just got to show up and do, you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes, or what, fifty minutes. That's all you got to do. It's going to be sold out, and they want you. They are, are asking for you. And I was like, okay. And they're like, and you are already going to be out that weekend, and you are going to fly. You got to got to do. Uh, do a date the next night's a one nighter, and you're doing it for half the money you are for this. And I went, "Oh yeah." And they're like, "So, are you sure you want to pass?" I go, "I'll take it." <laughs> they talked me right back into it. They go, "Fuck yeah!" And then I was like, I was like, sense. I got all this confidence. I was like, you know what? It's not. It's too much of a hassle. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Oh fuck, god damn it. Yeah, what am I? And like, I just immediately. But like, I've had. I had. I did a corporate one time where it was it was like it was. Twice and half of this, uh-huh. and I was like through the roof. Dude, I bombed so bad for one hour that I was like, "It's not worth the money." Like,
1: because sure. I just, I just do really poorly in those scenarios. At the end of the day, you got—I mean—colleges pay in general like a ton, but I, I'm I've so ne- bad. At them. I've only done a few in my whole career, really. I mean, yeah. I say a few, like twenty, but in—I haven't done twenty in, in nineteen years. Twenty college gigs, um, twenty in my life, and with the exception of SUNY Delhi was yeah. run by Marty Fisher. What his name? was? Marty. Yeah,
0: Marty. I've done that one.
1: It was great. and treat- The gig sucked, but he loves it and he treated you well and the, yeah. and the money was fine and they would take care of you as best they could for that. And it was drivable from New York pretty easy. Um, Besides that, I've never gone. I've gotten like the schools angry, or somebody was upset. I've gotten, or so I said something, trouble. or a racial thing I said, or whatever dumb thing. You are just kind of like because these kids don't get nuance, they don't get I heard, they don't get any subtlety, or uh, and they just think so. If you make a racial joke, they just go, "It's like this is about race. This guy's a racist." Like, yeah. no, I'm not a racist. And I'm like, so, all and you're getting a lot of shit comes back. Right and I'm kind of like, now. not sort of work, worth it at all. It's not. It's not worth it at all. It's, it's, you gotta, like, and
0: then and then I go. Okay, it's worth the money. That's nice. But then I gotta sit there and fucking for two days afterwards and go. Ooh, that was rough. That was really yeah. rough. I just failed in
1: front of a bunch of children. Yeah, like, and, and a bunch and, and, of
0: 18, 17 year seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old kids, and they just believe were like, you suck.
1: And it, right, and it's like, and in their mind, like you walk out of there, and you and you have to walk out of there knowing that these people are like you're the loser. Like, yeah. they're like, you're the loser. It doesn't matter how much bad for your kids. Doesn't matter how much money you got. It doesn't matter how much thing. It's kind of like, yeah, this, this guy, this guy was the loser. You're I like, I
0: got everything lined up for me. I got my whole dream set up, and I'm watching you live your dream, and you suck.
1: And you're and and you and you're a hand jump if you go. It's like, oh, okay, okay. that's the worst. When it's, when, the, when the stage anger person starts going like, oh, I could buy and sell you, and I, I'm, I'm I'm bigger than this. So I've been stuck giving your credits and <laughs> shit. You're like, oh god, please don't do that. And then it never turns out right. because They're like
0: inevitably the only reason that I'm getting paid this amount at all is that whoever books this college wants to party with me. Yeah. And he can do that. He's got the money to go. I get to, I can throw some money and Burt Kreischer will fly out here and I get to party with him for a night. And every time they think I'm someone different, they're like, so we got DMT and we want to know if you want to go to our dorm room and smoke DMT. I'm like, no. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got mushrooms, we got Coke. And I'm like, guys, I got high blood pressure. I have two children. I was like, yeah, I'll go have a beer with you. And they're like, we're only 17. And I'm like, okay.
1: That's what it is. It's like you the one fan who's like, This is everyone's gonna love this so much, and you almost goes, They will not love this so much. Yeah. They're not. They're not gonna love this as much as you think they're gonna love it. And it's true. That uh there's a lady there and she's great. And they she does the best she can. There's a there's a casino gig that I'm getting ready to go back to. Calusa? So one nighter, is that uh up by Sacramento? No, this oh. is Oklahoma. Whoa. I think I've done the Colusa one with Ari before. But this, is great. This lady, uh, Lacey Applegate, I believe is her last name. Yeah. She's great. She loves comedy. She loves it. And this is one of those places, Oklahoma, the town it's in, where you have to there's, – there's no direct flight. Yeah. I think Atlanta is the only place that flies direct. So you got to fly to Atlanta and get out there – it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing except this casino, basically. But it's grotesque money. Yeah, and it's because she, uh, because she's like she, they have the budget in it, and she wants to bring it up. But she's doing this money where you could probably get like, like some fucking names. Yeah, to come out. But she's just giving because she's like, but she's a fan of like the podcasts and all this stuff, and she just knows, and she's like great. I think it's such a cool thing. So uh, that one, you're like, oh, I'm getting paid because like it's. The travel sucks and the whole yeah. thing's there. But at the end of the day, like, I've turned down some money things that were, like, decent money because, like you said, at the end of the day, like, we're fragile to some degree, too. And, like, you have to remember at the end of the day, it's like I get to the world and, and, and our and our significant others and, and your family. It's like you go away and you bring home uh, money, and you're probably out there partying and having a great time and it's like, you know, fans and cheering and you're sometimes you're like, no, like I went, I, I, I you know, I'm not, I'm not bashing them at all. I think I went on a weird weekend, but I mean, like, I made pretty good money to go to Burlington, Vermont, uh, to a club not too long ago and like. I mean I, that weekend Couldn't ended faster for me Yeah I just didn't like the people there I didn't like the, the crowds we not into it It was like Thanksgiving weekend Ooh So it was like the time also So all of the people Who are younger Are home You know what I mean Do, Like they're away and shit And it's just like It was draining all my spirit Like even when you get to Check at the end of the week you, You're like <laughs> Like oh, Thank you Like you know everyone Thank you was nice You know the, the club owners were nice Everyone was great But I'm just like Man I did not have a good time there <laughs> And, you're, and you come back and people are like, yeah, but you, you went and told jokes and got money. He goes, you're right. In the grand scheme, but that's the jading as I said before where, where you can't believe then why some guy like, do you really like fucking drive a concrete truck for a living? You know, when your buddy does that, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. how do you do that? But you said, but the concrete truck guy has the will to like fucking like, I'm going to fix this goddamn thing or I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to make sure this gets handled right. You know what I mean? Like they don't give up on that. But just in the world of, like, life, they were kind of like, eh, I'm just going to be some ditch-digger type dude. Oh, you know what uh, I mean? Dude, like I, that, 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 and, and to us, that's a give-up because you're kind of like, no, dude, don't you realize, like, if you just kind of do what I did in high school and dick around and make people laugh, like, I fucking, you know, I've met a mate, you know, I've been backstage with Guns and Roses before. It's like, great, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. this is crazy.
0: Oh, it's, uh, there's a, the one thing I'm jealous of is the guy... That is the concrete driver, some cement truck driver, or the guy that builds fences. At quitting time, he leaves his job at home. He leaves his job there at work. Yes, and Joey Diaz is calling, and so we never, you never don't take a call from Joey Diaz. Joey, I'm on the podcast. What's up? No worries. Stay I'll, black. I'm, okay, okay, I'll call you back. So, uh, so, but one of the things, like, I, I worked on a TV show um i won 't say the name because it hasn 't come out yet but it's but I did not enjoy the process right. and i and it was it was the last show i 've done and it 's the reason i won 't do t v again for a while because I went this isn 't who I am like this is never who i was it 's almost like 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 there's a part of it where it 's where they 're like you know they cut the can- they cut the camera cuts and and also Bert Kreischer, and the guy's like make a funny face, and you're like, ha. Ah. Ah. and he's like, uh, uh, to the to, to, again, we're gonna come to you. Do you have something funny to say? Are you gonna be funny? And you're like, yeah. And then I'm sitting there with another comic, and then we got in the green room, and she was like, this fucking, this is not what I plan on doing with my life. And it's, she's yeah. like, and I was like, yeah. And so I run into one of the, the producer I worked with at Opie Radio. I'm doing Opie, and he goes, uh, Hey, Bert, uh, I forget his name, Justin. I worked with you on uh, last project. I said, yeah. And he goes, so uh, did you have a good time? I said, no. He said, what? And I said, I did not. I go, that is the reason I won't be doing television for a while. And he's like, was it something I did? And I said, no, I just realized that that is a very shallow place for me to be. Like, it's very, very different. And I would say this, like, I would say this across the board. It's very different than what you see of me. Like, can I, like, uh, cut the camera. Bert, can you rip your shirt off? And you're like, and I'm like, no. And they're like, Sh- take shirt off and like make like a face, and I'm like, I- no, because then that's forced. But if like we go to do, what's your deal? And you're like, you're gonna take your shirt off. I go, yeah, and then I do it. That's that's me. It's not. It's like it's like this f- this photo image of me
1: or like a, a, like an illusion of me that they're doing on tv no as i said well that's what when you did it when you did my show like i didn't know you were gonna take your shirt off when, yeah. when you took it off right away i was like great i was like that's great because like,
0: that's who i am in real life And then you do these shows and they're like uh all right we're gonna take that again can you guys ha- do that same conversation and i'm like no i, I would
1: be an actor this i see my face just fall because yeah like, i they th- this morning i had to go through that a little bit on the the comedy jam thing, I was backstage and talking to my, you know, Lucas Rossi, the guy I'm singing my song with. Yeah. And I was talking to him and, uh, you know, I sort of told him told him kind of the story. I'm like, oh, this is why I'm going to say we're singing the song together. It's because, you know, it's like, dude, I saw you on this reality show. I thought you were awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I'm so excited you're here. This is such a cool thing. A, a real moment we had when he's like, oh, man, I appreciate that. It's so... Whatever, and then uh, they came out and they go, "Hey, just so you know, guys." I like, goes, "We're coming out with a camera now. We're kind of documenting like the backstage stuff and everything like that." And I go, "Just kind of us talking. You're just gonna film us like talking. That's fine. I don't care about that because I mean, even my show has to get like that beat." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Shit. I'm like, "That's fine, though." And they go, "Yeah, just natural. It's fine. It's good." So me and him were talking about like just whatever else. I was like, "You're from Toronto?" right? I was like, "I just did a uh, Massey Hall with Joe Rogan up there. As a really uh, a." He's like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool." And then the girl, you hear the girl go, "She goes, can you guys?" Uh, talk about like to t- tell him like why you picked him to like sing the song i was like oh we just like right before you came out we actually had that conversation over right there she goes can you just kind of like give like an abridged version of it now i go no she's like no i'm like i no i got it's just gonna be like that's weird don't you think and she was like is it and then i just kind of like we were able to kind of like make fun of that me and him together and Yeah. So, like of her asking us to do that to kind of make that the segment, I guess, which felt a little more organic because it really did just happen. But I'm like, when well, they do that, like backstage at David Tell's uh, underground show, they were doing B-roll upstairs like in the village underground. No. A car? No. Uh, is there? Is oh, it, oh. It's is it for you yours? to get to? No, it's for you to go to. To the comedy. What time is it? It's almost seven. Six
0: fifty. Yeah, I don't need to be there till seven forty-five.
1: Yeah, it's like the thirty-minute, like thing, or whatever. But they'll
0: wait for you. They wait yeah, for you yeah, yeah. earlier. Tell so. him, tell him I'll be out. I'm in the middle of a podcast. I'll be out soon. Okay. Okay. Is is that for what it is? is Would you ask him if that's what it's for?
1: It's definitely. Oh, okay. It it's one hundred percent. They did it. For, they sent one for me earlier today. Okay,
0: too. yeah. Tell him I'll be out in a sec. Tell him I, my call time's not till seven forty-five. So he's. I guess he's here at seven. I'm telling you to do a lot of stuff. I apologize. <laughs> Isn't she pretty? You'd never guess she's fifty-two. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like? She goes. I am not. <laughs> Shut up. Um, oh. Wait. What was I? What were we just talking about before? It was good. Oh 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 oh. Uh, so so. I mean, I'm, I know they probably don't want us talking about this either. But like, you know, when they reached out to Tremonti to yeah. do it he was i don't think he was cool about it like i don't he was not like he was like yeah i know who the fucking guy is like he didn't know who i was as the guy that was in a fraternity with him or in a band with me him he didn't remember any of that and he's like i'll do it and he was like i don't know if it fits my schedule i'll do it And in my head i was like i don't want you to do it i don't want you to do it like don't yeah like in my head i was like don't just don't do it like and I'm I'm glad he didn't and you know like I'm glad he he backed out and was like I don't want to do this because I was like I don't want to I don't want to lie and I don't want you to fucking lie and I don't want to I don't and I'm not and I'm in all honesty like the character they wanted me to play was this like guy like oh, shucks you don't remember me when I'm when in in reality I'm when I'm fucking god smacked that he doesn't remember me I can't even tell you what a fucking destructive blow this was because i thought i was fucking crazy i literally called the guy that's doing with me dacre the guy the other guy that was in the band the guy that actually kicked him out i called him and was like am i out of my fucking mind like because people were like maybe you're thinking of another guy i go no i gave the guy his fucking nickname like i know this guy he was in my band we went now that i'm with Daker, he's like no 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 we went and saw them twice we went and saw them at the mill and we went and saw them at floyd's and each time we talked to them, like we talked to Tremani about how great, you know, they were really, I mean, obviously if you see Creed live uh-huh. in front of 20 people, you're, you're gonna be fucking blown away. Like, oh, sure, yeah. And so, I was like, yeah, and then I'm like, I'm so glad he's not fucking doing it. And the fact that, Scott Stapp is, I go, fuck yeah, Scott Stapp. Like, cool. fuck yeah. Like, way to be a cool dude who has no connection to the story and, and doesn't have any ill will towards matrimony at all. Like, he's just a, like, he just is like, fuck it. I'll do it. Which is how you should be. That's yeah. And said, then I was like. That's
1: actually how it should be. Yeah,
0: so I can, I can get to meet him and go, I've never met you before, but, dude, I think this is so cool that you're doing this. And, like, I hope you want to hang out tonight. And, like, that, for me, I go, like, ugh, that. but television, like, when they're, like, can you recreate that? I'm just like, no, you know, I should have gotten it.
1: I'll tell you a story that you'll like before we, and we can go after the next I didn't got to get out of here. But it, this is actually really funny about like people not rem- like, like rock stars, like the jaded nature of a rock star, not <laughs> remembering anybody. Yeah. Or even like a moment in life. That's like, that would be such like a, a moment in my world. That was so nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit. 12 years, 13 years ago, I guess now I went backstage with Craig gas yeah. to, uh, pledge of allegiance tour in new york it was slipknot romstein mudvane and system of a down and we went backstage we got there early and we were walking around backstage because craig gas knew some people or whatever and we're just kind of milling around and he goes i gotta take a piss he goes just kind of stay here don't you know stay out of people's way i'm like sure so i'm standing there and like uh, as i'm looking in the hallway that i'm standing i'm like oh wow it's max weinberg from the e street band yeah and uh, you know, and Conan O'Brien gets the time, and I was like, I was like, oh, and he's there. It looks like he's there, clearly with his son, who's like twelve-year-old kid. It turns out, I guess, and like, uh, he's wearing like the Slipknot, you know, Slipknot the band. He's got like the, the the coveralls and like the mask on oh, with the thing, the little boy, really? yeah, big Slipknot fan. And then I uh, so I'm just kind of watching while Craig's off taking a piss. I'm just kind of watching, and uh, the lead singer from Slipknot comes out. Like it was like an organized kind of meeting thing, and he was like, he's like, he's like Max Weinberg, pleasure to meet you, man. And Max Weinberg's like, it's nice to meet you. He goes, this is my son. You can see he's a huge fan of yours, and blah blah blah. And and Corey Taylor is like a lead singer or Slipknot. He goes, he's like, hey, little buddy. He's like, nice to meet you, man. And they shake hands, and I see him sign stuff for him. They take pictures, and it's great. Um, years later, I went on tour with Corn and I became friends with all those guys. And I went to go see Corn Slipknot on tour a year or two ago and i guess two years ago and we go to see him and uh corn went on first when corn was done uh, the drummer texts me and I, i'm like i'm out watching by the soundboard come out and hang out for a little bit so the drummer comes out and we're hanging by the soundboard watching slipknot slipknot was known for their drummer it was this amazing drummer joey jordison amazing uh major drug problems i guess and they ended up booting him out of the band to go with a studio drummer now and uh we're watching this guy and I'm just kind of watching and talking to Ray the drummer from Korn and he's like oh yeah he goes you should watch this like this dude in Slipknot he goes "There's are session drummers like really good they should sign him before he goes to another band he's like, young kid like 24 years old I go cool man he goes it's Max Weinberg's kid and I go get the fuck out of here I go, so I tell him I go I saw them meet for the first time he was a little kid just as a fan and now he's that's fucking crazy so I've uh, held on that story for how cool that is yeah um, I go. Shut the I go, phone up! I go to Chicago Open Air Festival. I'm in Chicago doing Zanies, and I stay the extra day because uh, Marilyn Manson, and Slipknot are performing this big festival out there. I'm like, yeah, I'll go uh, watch that. So me and Christine go, and we're backstage. We kind of have like the backstage passes to go walk around, and we only went backstage once. because I don't like to get people, so I hate that. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I went back once because it was necessary to go to the bathroom or something, and then I looked backstage. Like in the parking lot area there The loading dock And I go I see only one rock star backstage at all And it's the fucking It's the kid I could tell I go I go oh I, go, I go, This is fucking great I gotta tell this guy the story I gotta tell this to him This is so crazy And we start walking up There's no one else in this parking lot All of a sudden Another couple Gets kind of in front of me And gets to him first And start talking to him And, and My girl you know, Christine's with me and so I'm kind of waiting for the finish talking. But now I hate this, and you know this feeling because when you're in entertainment too. Now I'm looming because Christine's even going like, "Let's just go, let's just go." Yeah. I go. The story's so good. Like he's gonna be happy I stayed when I yeah. tell him this yeah. fucking crazy, holy shit! Like I happen to be there for that this moment in time when he met this kid backstage. It was definitely the first time meeting him. You know what I mean? Like as he's a young boy, and now he's in the band. Like to, for me to have been there. In those two points is crazy, and he's going to appreciate the story. And it's just taking like five minutes, and I'm like really looming. I'm smoking a cigarette and but I'm clearly waiting to talk to him. Yeah, and he knows that. And I go, uh, and so the the couple walks away, and I go, I go, Jay Weinberg. He's like, yeah. I go, dude, how you doing? I said, my name is Jay. I go, I I just tell you a quick thing, really quick, and I just give like an abridged version. But I'm getting through this whole thing. I'm like, he's like, I remember being back. I remember going to that show. Yeah, in Jersey. I go, yeah, yeah, this blah blah. And i w I'm a comedian, so I went on tour opening for corn, blah, blah, blah. Came around. And I'm sitting there talking to the drummer from corn. He goes, This drummer's great. It's Max Weinberg's son. And he goes, he goes, hi, that's pretty cool, man. He goes, enjoy the show, man. Just gotta walk. He was so like (laughs) unimpressed by that story. I'm like,
0: what? Shut the fuck
1: up. He couldn't have given two shits. And I'm like, I'm like, this is gonna fucking I go, his brain is gonna go. God. and he was just so, but again, like someone pointed out to me really great too. I think it might've been Christine. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's Max Weinberg's son. He probably figured he was going to be in some kind of a popular band of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's one of the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> I go, I guess it's not that weird that he even got to meet. He like, Bruce Springsteen's his uncle, and and, I, and I'm like, can you believe I was there when you met Slipknot? He's like, yeah, that yeah, must guess. Have been cool for you. Yeah, to see was, me
0: meet Slipknot.
1: That must have been really great for you to see me meet Slipknot, huh? <laughs> anyway, enjoy the show, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking a great story. It is so great that he's like, I loved it. It's because, by the way, for years I had the story, or you know, for like you know a, a year or two, I guess I had the story of like, holy shit, that's the guy in the band, and then. This moment in time where I just, I only saw him backstage. I was like, this is it. This is yep. where I'm supposed to tell him how connected we are in life with this story. He was so, I mean, he was like half walking while I was telling us still. And he's kind of like, cool, man. That's great. I'll see you later. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Enjoy the
0: show. Enjoy the show. Dude, by the way, I'm going to force you to, uh, to uh, take me to a Korn concert. Oh, you don't have to. Korn's force one, me to one of my it. favorite bands ever oh dude, dude, dude there's, no, there's nothing to the force. point where like when I lived when I lived over in Hollywood and Highland like up in those hills every time when I dr- re- jogged past the uh, Magic Hotel or with the hotel where Jonathan Davis came and wrote the entire first album yeah. j- did a bunch of meth and just wrote the whole
1: album there every day I th- every day I jogged past that I was like They're I'll see coolest. him walking out Oh, they're the fucking coolest. So I was able to bring my daughter this year for the first time. Like, stood on stage and like next to the drummer and like, oh, fuck. watching him play from behind. I guess oh, some great for us. There, there. Uh, Ari Shafir I brought to one. Dude, he, I'm gonna force you to he, take he, me. He one. couldn't. He couldn't fully get into it. He's like, he goes, he goes uh, He's like, they're good live, I guess, but like, it's not really my thing. But I'm like, what I love about them, and this, was, and this I'll say this unequivocally with any other band I've seen too, uh, with them. He goes out and does those songs like it's the first time he's singing them again. They do not half-ass their music at all. They go actually, with most of their songs, they make it bigger live. Like the th- notes were normally, it's not like a thing where he would like, you know, like, you know, make like a big, like a, the song so big where he would normally just kind of trail off. Like, yeah. they make these big, like, crescendos. I'm going in that. a leather tunic. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: fucking so, I like, I would fucking love that. Uh, let's make a plan to do that. Let's do that. Do that. They Let- are... They they will never stop going. And let's to the do tour. a tour. Let's do a bus tour with Miu and Todd Glass. Oh, well,
1: dude! How much fun would that be? You get Joe Rose in there. He'll oh, be the happiest guy in that the would world. That'd be a fucking blast. All right, be a bus. Uh,
0: everyone sign up for. If you're, I'm sure you already listened to the uh, Legion of Skanks. Yeah. Bonfire is going to four days a week in it a couple is. weeks. Yep. And that is on 105?
1: That's at ninety five. Ninety five. Comedy Central, Sirius XM ninety five. And it is my favorite
0: show to do oh, ever. Dude. I love doing that You're show more w- than anything.
1: What's it, we're gonna do? We're gonna, we need a guest host thing one time. Me and you were gonna do. We'll oh. do a couple shows together one. Week. I mean,
0: dude. After doing that, I called. I called SiriusXM and was like, "I would like to do a show for you guys. I oh, go, yeah. I, I just. I just want to be a part of that family. It's That's fun, how much man. fun that was. Fucking. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you doing this, Jake. I, so I love you, brother. I love you too. Man.